What's up, family? <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad this is here. Wow. Because I need it. <laughs> um, okay. So, shall we pray? Shall we invite the Holy Spirit who's already here? <laughs> huh. Father, we love you. This is really easy. All we get to do, really, is just love you well. And sometimes we get the privilege of you picking us up and planting us in a nation to love you well there. And all we want to do with our lives is just love you really well wherever we're planted, wherever you set our feet. <laughs> we just want to love you well in that place. I prophesy that this is a house that loves well. Hey! We release that shift. Wow. We thank you, Lord, that our conversations, our decisions, that they are used to glorify your name. Thank you for process. We're not afraid of process. I'm going to say that again. We're not afraid of process because we know that what you're doing in us in this season is important. We thank you for how you're protecting the anointing you've placed on the inside of us. Hey. I just hear, I hear the Father saying, I'm just doing it again. I'm just releasing it again. It doesn't have to be something new. It just needs to be what he's doing. Ha. And I, 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 I don't even know what he's releasing again 100%, except for I, I feel like there's some of you in this house, there's an anointing that God has released on your life, and you haven't fully stepped into it. And you're asking God for something new, and he's saying, no, I'm releasing what I've already given you again. I want you to catch the message. I want you to catch it. So, Father, right now, I release, ha, the grace to step into what you have already released again. Some of you, I just see the hand of the Lord on you. He's been protecting you, and you know it. His hand has been on your life. That's why you felt like you couldn't go left or right. It wasn't because he was keeping you. He, he was keeping you from moving into the wrong place. But right now is your coming out season. Oh, it's prom season, baby. Get your dress ready. Get your shoes ready. Prom date is waiting. It's time for you to step out. Yeah. Thank you, Father. I like you a lot, Jesus. Thank you for being with me all over the world and here at J-Hop this morning as we move out. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so I have a couple prophetic words that I need to release before I start. Um, Sal and Juliana, can you guys stand? Um, I like starting like this. I'm going to move myself back a bit. Um, so, so I get the privilege of releasing and awakening prophets all over the world. And I was sitting there, I was holding Juliana's hand, and I couldn't let it go. And I just felt like God said that it's time for the mama prophet in you, Juliana, to be awakened. It's time for, ha, hey, 
Like you've been waiting huh, to be released into this prophetic gift and this prophetic office. And right now, in the name of Jesus, we call you forward as a mama and a papa prophet in this house. And Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we release that mama bear anointing that's on the inside of Juliana. We thank you, Father, for the prophetic voice that she is called to be. And God, I thank you. Ha! And we say, ha, no more delay. That this is the season of releasing. When we stepped into 2020, we stepped into a new dispensation. Now, I know we can argue about, like, whether the decade started this year or 2021. But just for argument's sake, we're going to say it starts this year. And that for some of you, this, ha, this season has been a little bit strange <laughs> because you can feel yourself stepping into something new, but you're not 100% sure of why all of a sudden doors are opening to you that you don't actually understand. And this is what I'm prophesying over Silent Juliana, that right now in 2020, that doors are going to open to you. Prophetic doors are going to open to you. Doors that you used to push on and they wouldn't open are going to begin to open to you. And I, I even prophesy, I don't know if this is something about your business, Sal. I don't even know. I don't remember 100% what you do. But I just feel like God right now is releasing a new business mantle upon your life. Hey. And he's releasing um, the courage to go after and father those who are called to raise up businesses. Wow. And he wants to remind you both that he trusts you. He says, you need to remember that I trust you. And you don't need to cover what I have given you. And I trust you to release it. And I would not have sent you to this house to be connected with Bill and Tammy if I didn't trust you to release it. And so, Father, I thank you. I thank you that it's time for the prophets to arise in this nation, in the city of New York. And I thank you for the prophetic movement, ha, that's coming out of Life Center. And I thank you for how you're trusting this house to steward prophetic revelation and to be carriers of your glory ha as you release prophetic ministers from this place and he says don't be afraid to be a mama and papa because the prophets will need you the emerging prophets are going to need your voice. They need your stability. They need your experience. They need your joy. They need your presence. They need you present in their face. When they're making big mistakes, they're going to need you like this. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I love you. What are you doing? That's who you are, and that's why God trusts you. So we just call forth. Can you stick and extend your hands towards wow, them? I just declare right now, we call forth this mama and papa prophet. We thank you, Father, for the prophetic movement that's coming out of this house. And we declare right now, ha, huh, that this will be a movement of joy. <laughs> that this will be a movement of revelation and joy. We release that precision, pinpoint accuracy Ha, in the prophetic. And Father, I thank you right now that you are releasing trustworthy ministers in this place. We ask you to bring the prophets. And we thank you, Lord, that they are in a safe place in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you guys. Okay. So, ha, ha, ha. I wasn't actually sure what I was going to speak about until Colton, thank you so much. I don't see you. You got up and you talked about uh, Psalms 23. And I was like, yes, thank you, Jesus. Because he was like, here's a piece and here's a piece. And I was like, can I have a whole? <laughs> Why are you giving me pieces right now? I'll take his pieces, though. I'll take anything he gives me. I'm going to tell you a story. Hey. You ready? I was a part of this church before I went to France. And I was in a place of doing the right things. 
I was serving in ministry. I was working every day. I was a t school teacher in public school, NYC public schools. Pray, pray my strength in the Lord. You, aren't you so glad I'm here and not in jail for chilling, killing the children? I'm glad. I'm glad. I was like, there was a couple times where I thought about it. I was like, mm. how long of a prison sentence would I actually get? It wouldn't be that long, would it, Jesus? Prison ministry. Bless you, parents. Bless you. Bless you so much. Um, and I was here, and I was happy, and I was a little bit bored. But I was faithful to do the things that God had called me to do, because that's what you do. Because there are some seasons where it's just about being faithful to do the thing that God had called you to do. It's just you go to work. It's just you get up every day and you kind of do the same thing. You need those points of stability in your life. Don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid of that. And I was, I was fine. I'd get up, four or five in the morning, prayer time, go to work, come home, go to church some days, Friday nights. I just did the thing, you know, the thing, the consistent thing. And then God did something kind of weird. I was sitting home, just kind of in my apartment, and the Lord started speaking to me about Paris. And God speaks to me through repetition. He goes, and it, he said it just like this. He was like, Paris, 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 Paris. Holy Spirit? What's going on? Paris, 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 Paris. Um, okay. Paris, 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 Paris. Okay, 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 Lord. What is it about Paris? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> and then said nothing else. <laughs> what is going Just Jesus? Okay, maybe that was, maybe I was, maybe that was nothing. Oh, no, you think it's nothing? Paris, 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 Paris. What is going on, Jesus? So he starts speaking to me about that. And I'm like, I don't understand. So then on my 33rd birthday, I'm over 35, guys. <laughs> Thank you, Melanin. Thank you, Jesus. Um, <laughs> on my 33rd birthday, I get a prophetic word, and they said, you're going to Paris. And I was like, thank you, Jesus, because I was starting to think something was really wrong. And August the 1st, I get a phone call. Someone says, I'm going to pay for your plane ticket to Paris. And they pay for a round-trip ticket for me to go to France for the first time ever. And I did nothing. I was like, okay, so, all right, we're going to Paris. Must be a honeymoon with Jesus. This is going to be awesome. Going to go with Jesus. Going to stay in an Airbnb. We're going to go see the Eiffel Tower. Me and my Jesus, I will take an adventure vacation with you for two weeks all the time, God. That's great. <laughs> He is so sneaky. <laughs> so I'm walking um, down Champs-Élysées like this. <laughs> and I'm like, what's wrong with me, Latasha Robinson? You are from Detroit. We don't cry on the streets. <laughs> it's going on. And you're having this internal battle with yourself because you're like, this is weird. Why are you crying? You've never been here before. There is nothing that makes sense right now. And I'm walking around for nine days. And to be honest with you, after that first trip, I almost didn't leave. And I was like, but this doesn't make sense because I have a job and a whole apartment. And how many of you rent in New York City? Do you know that rent is real in New York City? 
I know it's real in other places, but it's real in New York City. <laughs> I was like, what? Latasha Robinson, this is not you. We do stability. We don't do leaping off of to other countries. We do s slow stability, happiness, paying our bills on time. That's what we do. Oh, okay. Jesus didn't care. <laughs> so I, the night before I was to come back, and I had a whole lot of prophetic divine encounters, I ended up prophesying over one of the uh, pastors of a very influential church there. Just kind of ended up at his house. You know the way the Holy Spirit does these things. And <laughs> I'm standing there and I'm like, this is very strange. Okay, fine. So the night before I was to come back, this was in 2015, I closed my eyes. I saw New York City. I knew the Lord was saying to go back. I was like, okay, here we go. I'm going to go back to New York City. I'm going to go back to my life. And maybe one day God will explain to me why we took a two-week vacation to Paris. And then I go to class on the very first day, and my student shows up, and he goes, hello, my name is Paris. <laughs> what? What's your name? What's your name? Paris. You, Paris. Your name is Paris, like France. Your mom and dad named you Paris. Okay, <laughs> fine. I go throughout my year, and this is happening. This keeps happening to me. France is everywhere. People are speaking French to me next to me on the subway. I'm like, uh, bonjour à tous, merci. <laughs> What's going on? Okay, God, this is weird. So, <laughs> so I keep going. And the next thing I know, I'm, I, I take a day off of school. I got sick. And I come back to school, and I'm, I'm responsible for putting the prom together this year, at our, our that particular year. And I come back, and I said, oh, what, what theme did the students pick? And they was like, oh, they picked Midnight in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the children of, of our school picked Midnight in Paris? Okay, cool. So yeah, you're going to decorate. So great, I'm going to decorate. And then the janitor of our school comes up and he says, hey, do you want me to build you an Eiffel Tower? <laughs> you mean build it like I'm uh, build? You're going to build me an Eiffel Tower. Okay. Fine. Yeah, build it. I had more encounters with France and Paris than I, I can even, I, I couldn't even. It, and it's nothing that you make happen. It's not like, oh, I think I w I'm supposed to do this thing, so now let me gather all the evidence. It was like, I'm running from the evidence, and the evidence <laughs> is following me. I'm just like, um, let me just. And God's like, hi, Paris. I'm like, wait a minute. Just stop it. Okay? I, I, I have a job. I have a life. Can you, can, people are going to think I'm crazy. I don't like being the crazy one. I like stability and saneness and comfort. And you're not doing that, Jesus, right now. You're not doing any of that. So push forward. I'm, I'm supposed to apply for my next level of certification of teaching. And a round-trip plane ticket to France costs $800. And my little certification costs $150. And I could not get $150, and it didn't make sense. And I was like, what's going on? So I called my prayer warrior friends. You know, I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. The devil is not going to get, nope, you can't have my certification. I'm going to get this certification. And when I called one of my friends, and I'm like, something is happening. And she says, are you supposed to teach next year? And I was like, I, will, I, I wanted to throw my phone across the room. You ever had someone say something to you and you're like, I will punch you hard. Don't you say that to me. I don't want that. And she said, are you supposed to teach next year? And I was like, uh, yeah, of course I, oh no, don't do this. So long story short, there were so many confirmations. I showed up at a prayer meeting and someone took me to the ATM machine. I went to... <laughs> like literally, I showed up at the prayer meeting and they were like, yeah, I'm supposed to give you money for France. Cool. Okay. Um, 
I had an apartment full of brand new furniture. I just moved into my apartment nine months before. And I had a brand new, everything was new. And two weeks before I was to go, I still had all of that wonderful brand new furniture in my apartment. And <laughs> one week before I was to go, the Lord said, hey, this person's gonna stay with you. And they bought everything in my apartment. Wow. I was like, okay, cool. That would help me. <laughs> and he just kept doing it. So September 5th, 2016, I left. The day that I left, I'm taking anything else that I couldn't sell and I'm throwing it in the trash. And the, the janitor in my building is like, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm moving out today. He says, do they know you're moving out? I'm like, of course they do. I'm not going to just leave. And he said, oh. He said, where are you going? I was like, I'm going to France. He goes, that's my name. <laughs> Your name is France. He said, yeah, don't throw this stuff away. I can send it to my people in Granada. And he's like collecting my stuff. And then he says, whatever you have, give it to France. <laughs> um, sorry, whatever you have, give it to France. I got it. I got it. I think Jesus is sending me to France, guys. Finally. So I get on a plane, and Jenny was there. She can attest to this. I was scared to death. I gave my keys back to my apartment, so I had no place to live, and I had $900 total, which doesn't make any kind of sense. And I s didn't know where I was going to stay yet, but I got a plane ticket. And I got on a plane, and I was like this. Okay, God, I think I just ruined my life. And I quit my job. And I'm probably going to be homeless in France. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that's what's going to, I'm going to have to call someone to come get me or go to the embassy. Maybe they'll send me home. <laughs> I'm, I'm really I'm completely serious. I was scared. And my, my friend Joanne, she comes in, she, I'm like leaving my charger, like I'm completely disheveled, like I've left my charger in the car and I'm like, and she comes in and she looks at me and she says, listen to me, 20 year missionaries been to like places that I can't actually tell you. And she says, look, you're gonna be fine. You're gonna get on this plane and you're gonna go to France. And I was like, okay, yeah, everything's fine. I get on the plane, I get out of US airspace, and the peace of God hits me and he says, good job. Aww. And I was like, okay. I think God might be sending me to France. <laughs> I find an Airbnb and on the layover to when I was in Portugal, sitting there like, I'm going to France. This is, <laughs> this is what I'm doing. Find an Airbnb in the French countryside, about 40 minutes from Paris. Get an Uber from Orly. Get to my Airbnb room, lovely Muslim couple. Sit down, and I go, okay, God. I'm here. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? I'm here. About a week or two later, I met a young lady, and I sold told her the only thing God had told me about going to France. He wouldn't tell me anything else. He said, Latasha, I was, I was, uh, I used to serve at GCSSM as a, um, a joy group leader, and I was standing in back of school one night, and I was worshiping, and he dropped the French flag down in front of my face, and he said, I want you to awaken the prophets in France. And I was like, who, me? <laughs> and he says, 
I want you to awaken the prophets in France. And I was like, okay, God. And you know, sometimes God, he's always a loving father. That will always be the case. But there's sometimes when the Lord's giving you an assignment, and it's not one of those moments where he's asking you. He's like, no, this is what we're doing. And it was that. I could, the fear of the Lord was on me, and I was like, God, okay. <laughs> Sometimes we pray, stu- pray these stupid prayers like, God, wherever you want to go, wherever you want to send me, <laughs> I'll do whatever you want. I surrender all. <laughs> stupid prayers. <laughs> Sometimes we say, I will do it. I'll do it. Well, it's just you know, worship hits you right. You're like, oh, Jesus, I love you. <laughs> and then you end up on a plane in fr- to France, and you're like, uh. <laughs> when I, I was talking about in New York, I wouldn't, I, I thought you meant right here. I didn't know you was, okay, you don't, you don't really understand what surrender all meant. I didn't mean exactly, okay, you didn't, all right, it's fine, it's fine. It's fine, God, that's fine. Last week, January 14th, I was considering this story of how absurd it is for a woman to leave her job in her life and go to France. As I was standing in front of about 25 French leaders, and um, getting to fulfill that mandate of awakening the prophets as I called for them to bring back the prophetic voice with honor, which had been shut down in France because it had been abused. I'm just this east side of Detroit girl, you know? People where I come from don't do what I do, except for they do when their God is real big. And as I stood there and I watched, uh, we had a, a prophetess, Dr. Sharon Stone, um, come and she released the word of the Lord for 2020. And as I stood there and I watched uh, a, a wonderful pastor named Carlos Panyan, who is a very famous charismatic uh, pastor. He's um, basically working this issue of reconciliation between Catholic and Protestant in France. And as I stood there and I watched them prophesy over each other, and I, I heard Pastor Pena say, you know, I had given up hope for Paris. And I'm like, this is happening at a barn meeting. What's going on? <coughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> This is what happens when you get on airplanes and you obey the Lord, not because you need a ministry, because I didn't need a ministry, not because you want to impress somebody or you want to prove something, but like when you just get a mandate from God and you go, why am I telling you this? Because some of you, you've got a secret (laughs) like me. You're scared to death and God's like, Go. Paris, 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 Italy, 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 you know. Tribeca, Tribeca. (laughs) Can you send me to Tribeca, Jesus? (laughs) Hawaii, Hawaii. (laughs) I hear you, Jesus. I hear it. Shaka. (laughs) And you've got a mandate to go. And you're like, uh. I like my stability and my comfort. I'm, I'm good in New York. God, it's good. It's great. It's fine. You know, it's kind of the same thing all the way, all the time, but that's okay. Because, you know, it's safe. <laughs> I remember I was sitting in my apartment one day and God, I was like, God, really, like France, like really. And God said, listen, I'm not going to force you to go, but there's something you won't see unless you step over. Yeah. 
And when I stepped over, I recognized that God had a plan for this beautiful nation that I love so much, like it was my own. That he has a plan to see prophets arise. Their history is literally babies prophesying. The Huguenots. He loves this nation. It is literally been the cultural force behind the scenes shaping even what we enjoy in New York City. And Papa wants to send his, his body to the roots. He wants to send his body to the roots. Some of you are in New York City because it's the root of something. And you think you're here just because you got a good job. And he's like, no, I'm sending you to the root. I'm sending you to take hold of the root because what's been coming out of the root of this city hasn't always glorified my name. But when I get my believers to believe, then the roots will be sanctified again. When I get believers to believe, what happens to the roots? Ha. Huh. When I get my believers prophesying again, they're going to prophesy to the roots. And they're going to call the roots, the stem, the flower, to be what God has intended it to be in this place. He's raising up a body that's called to the tower, but they're also called to the roots. I want to read you something. Listen, if you don't have the Passion Translation, baby, fix it. <laughs> it's amazing. First Corinthians. Ha, ha, ha. We're going to deal with something at the roots. First Corinthians. 1221. Actually, we're going to start at 19. A diversity is required. For if the body consisted of only one single part, there wouldn't be a body at all. So now we see there are many different parts and functions, but one body. It would be wrong for the eye to say to the hand, I don't need you. And equally wrong if the head said to the foot, I don't need you. In fact, the weaker our parts, the more vital and essential they are. The body parts we think are less honorable, we treat with greater respect. And the body parts that we need to be covered in public, we treat with prop propriety and clothe them. But some of, your, of our body parts don't require as much attention. Instead, God has mingled the body parts together, giving greater honor to the lesser members who lacked it. He has done this intentionally so that every member would look after the others with mutual concern and so that there would be no division in the body. We can't have division in our roots. And we can't have competition in our roots. And the way we get rid of competition is we get rid of comparison. Because when we recognize that what I'm called to do in France and what you're called to do in New York or Italy or Jordan or Afghanistan or Iran is just as important when we stop competing and comparing with one another. Yeah? See, we don't have a poverty mentality. Our father owns everything. I'm going to say it again. Our father owns everything. So we don't need to compete against one another. We can honor one another because all of the body parts need the honor. Just because it's not getting attention doesn't mean it doesn't get honor. Yeah? 
All right. So we're going to deal with competition at our roots and comparison at our roots because we can't move forward. See, this house is meant to release movements. We were meant to release movements. That's who we are. We're not here to just, okay, God is good, and we know he's a good father, and he gave me a good job. No, no, no. You're world changers. How do I know that? Because I'm from the east side of Detroit. That's how I know. <laughs> That's how I know. <laughs> he said, you are the body. This is verse 27. You are the body of the anointed one. You are. You, beloved, you are the body. Of the who, not the, you know, the guy, he was nice and he, you know, said some nice messages. The anointed one. The enemy doesn't hate Jesus. It hates the anointing. And you are the body of the anointed one. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives where? Okay, very good. Where does it live? Inside of who? Good, good job. Okay. So we know where it lives. If you're the body of the anointed one, and each of you is unique and a vital part of it, God has placed the church the following first, the apostles, second, prophets, third, teachers, then those with the gifts of miracles, gifts of divine healing, gifts of revelation knowledge, gifts of leadership, and the gifts of different kinds of tongues. Not everyone is an apostle. Not everyone is a prophet or teacher. Not everyone performs miracle or has, or has gifts of healing or speaks in tongues or interprets tongues. But you should all constantly boil over with passion, Shaba, in seeking the higher gifts. And now I will show you a superior way to live that is beyond comparison how do we live beyond comparison exactly how do we do that have you ever thought about that how do we live beyond comparison her hair is longer than mine she's shorter than me yeah I'm gonna it's there's a secret there's a key are you ready there's a real key to this it's going to blow your mind. And guess where it is at? It's, it's right here in the Bible. <laughs> I like this book. 13 says, if I speak with eloquence in earth's many languages and in the heavenly tongues of angels, yet I don't express myself with love, my words are reduced to the hollow sound of nothing more than a clanging cymbal. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Jay. Let me tell you something, Life Center. Guess what God's going to do in this house? There's about to be a love revival in this house. See, everybody wants to be like, I want to be on the cutting edge of the supernatural, whatever it is. No, you want to be on the cutting edge of love. Yeah? Why? Because it doesn't work without love. You know what Jesus told me? People are like, oh, my gosh, you're prophesying. It's so accurate. You know, you know what the key to this was, Jesus said to me one day, you will prophesy accurately when you love people well. He said, love gives you the glasses to see people clearly. I was like, oh, that's easy. Sometimes. When they act right, Jesus, it's easy. Yeah. It's easy when they act right, yeah. But he didn't put any conditions on it. He wasn't like, you know, love them sometimes when they act right. It's not how it works. And he says, and if I were to have the gift of prophecy with a profound understanding of God's hidden secrets, and I, if I possessed an ending supernatural knowledge, and if I had the greatest gift of faith, if I got on an airplane and I went to Paris and I had a mandate and I didn't love, Because I can't put my experience above what he said. 
can't do it. I don't get to be held less to this because I gave up my life and went to France. I don't. I don't get to be like, well, I didn't cross that one off the list. I don't got to love nobody because I gave up my life. Nope, that's not how this works. Because when you die, you die. And what I died to when I left here wasn't just comfort. It was saying yes to be alive to whatever it was that Jesus was saying for me in the moment. And what Jesus is saying for you in the moment is, baby, I'm raising up lovers. Because the apostolic and the prophetic movement that's coming out of this house, the evangelistic movement that's coming out of this house has to be married to love. Has to be married to love. See, I see the evangelists rising in this place. Those who are going to go out and they're going to speak the word of the Lord on the streets. The gospel will get again be preached with fire in New York City. And he's saying, it's not about sending them all to hell. It's about sending them to my love. It's about allowing them to know that the Father who is in heaven loves us. Because they know he judges us. And they're pretty sure that he has these rules. But they don't know he loves them yet. And beloved, this is your assignment. He's raising up the evangelistic movement to be married to love again in New York City. He's he is raising up the gift of revelation through the prophetic voice, through those who hear and who, who see. And he's marrying it to love because faith works through love. See, we have to have faith to prophesy. We have to have faith to preach the gospel. And our faith needs to work through love. They need to slow dance together. Just let them. And love's going to take the lead, and we're going to let it. So when we two-step, love's our leader. Hey. What's going to happen when we get this love thing right? Huh. Have you imagined your city with the love thing right? Not with the right politicians. Not with the right leaders in, in, in the right places. Not with perfect people. With love right. Oh. Well, what do you mean, Latasha? Well, what I mean is this. We imagine that everyone else is the answer except us. We imagine that it's somebody else. I imagined it was somebody else. When God was speaking in France, I'm like, oh, who are you sending to France, Jesus? Ah, oh, but really, ah, shock out of y'all, release them right now. <laughs> Jesus was like, I'm sending you to France. I said, who? <laughs> Key? Uh, Merci, Seigneur. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Why? Because you are the answer. This is very, very simple. He wants you to love well. It's just that. It's just loving your neighbor well. It's smiling at them when you walk out the door in New York City and it's cold. Oh, <laughs> and your face feels frozen in a frown. Like, <laughs> I remember, I remember the schools, they were like, it was negative seven degrees. And they were like, yeah, we're going to keep the schools open. And teachers report. And I was, oh, man, I was like, Lord, I, who, why, just why? And then 
the chancellor released the rationale of like, yeah, it's cold outside, but some kids are not gonna eat today if the school doesn't open. What a demonstration of love from New York City Public Schools. So guess what? I'll put on my three layers of clothes that I can't move in. When you know, you walk and you're just walking like this because you got too many layers on. You, if you make any fast turns, you're going to fall down. Because <laughs> you got so many layers. I'll put on my multiple layers, Jesus, and I'll go to school and I'll teach. I'll show up, I'll report, so there'll be enough staff so kids can eat. What if it was just as simple as love? See, this is a house where God's going to release movements. That's who you are. The movements that are like the waves of his glory, hey, flowing throughout this city. Wow. And the movement looks like people who know how to love really well, who enjoy his presence. The worship leader, Mariah, girl. I was like, all right, I'm going to sit right here on this floor till they call me. That's amazing. Could you stand for me, actually? Okay. So <laughs> when you stood up, I saw a roller coaster. And I felt like God says this season has been a bit of a roller coaster ride. <laughs> and you've gotten on that roller coaster and you strapped in and you've said, God, whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do it. You've prayed one of those crazy prayers like I used to pray. No, I don't pray them no more. No, I do, I do. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah? And you say, Father, I agree with you for the destiny that you have for me and that you have for this house. There's been things that you have laid down because you agree with God for the destiny of what he wants to see in a nation and in a place. And Papa says, I see it. I smell it. It's been an offering and a fragrance that's been coming before me. And just as you worship, because you worship and you give everything. Hey, you worship and you don't give me performance. You worship and you don't give me another show. I like shows. You worship and you give me everything. And you worship in the public place and the secret place. And Father says that as you have laid down, then I am about to pick up. And he said, I've seen you place your Isaac on the altar. And you've been wondering, how long is it going to sit there staring back at me? Wow. And I feel like God says that I've chosen you for this season and this hour. Can you just come forward? Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my hands on you. Um, I've chosen you for this season and for this hour. And the spirit of promotion is going to land on you. Because right now, hey, this is a season for your release. And we are releasing your voice oh, to come in a greater measure. We thank you, Lord, wow, that she does not walk in performance. And Papa, we thank you right now for the greater release. We just speak, oh, and increase in the anointing on your voice right now in the name of Jesus. We speak a release of that prophetic revelation that you carry, and we stir up the pot. Hey, wow, we stir up the pot. We break off the season of difficulty that you've been in right now in the name of Jesus. We command finances to come because we're not doing that thing where we don't have money for what we need. And Papa, we thank you right now for a release of prophetic revelation. Hey, thank you for what you're laying down to be in New York City because I know you're laying something down.
And God, I thank you for her character. And I thank you for the prophetic voice. Hey, release it now, right now in the name of Jesus. No more fear. No more holding back. No more holding back. God, I thank you that you're raising this woman up as a releaser of prophetic revelation. That as she sings, that the, pro the prophets will be stirred again in this city. I thank you. Wow, 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 wow. We release it right now. We release it right now. We release it right now. Let the prophets arise in this city right now in the name of Jesus. Hey! Spirit of breakthrough, come. Spirit of breakthrough, come. I heard Papa say, you guys aren't performers. You, you hear and you worship me because you love me. You don't care about the cameras. And right now she's going to birth it. Ha! She's going to birth it. That literally the release of prophetic revelation in this house. Because you've got prophets that are here that have been hiding. And you've got prophets that are here that have been too afraid to release their voice. And right now, in the name of Jesus, with the authority that God has given to me, we break the spirit of intimidation and fear in this place. And we right now, we release you and we say, prophets arise in the name of Jesus. We, we welcome the prophetic voice of the Lord in this house. And we thank you, Lord. We prophesy that this is the last time that the spirit of intimidation will intimidate the prophets right now in the name of Jesus. Right now in the name of Jesus. Right now in the name of Jesus. Stir it up, Holy Spirit. Stir it up, Holy Spirit. Papa says this is the time of prophetic release. This is the time where the signs, the wonders, and the miracles will be poured forth in Life Center, in J-Hop, in the name of Jesus. No more holding back. For Bill and Tammy, I heard the Lord say, no more holding back. No more holding back. No more holding back. No more holding back. This is who you are. This is who you are. This is who you are. Hey. This is who you are. And I heard Papa say he's releasing a greater level of anointing on both of you. That even as you've been so faithful to cover this house, that the Lord will call you to cover other houses. And I heard the, I heard the Father say, ha, huh, that this is, is not just about a, one church in one place. But you're called to raise up communities in other places. And I heard the father say, I saw him putting, um, it's, it's, it's the, the Jewish prayer cloth over, it's, I can't, does anyone know the name? The mantle. It's like the, the one with the, the, yeah, it's a prayer shawl. And I saw him putting that, that mantle over both of you. And he was covering you. And he says, as you go out, you will be covered in prayer. And as you come out, the prayers of those who are in this house will cover you. But you're called to break through in other places. And Lord, Father, I thank you for the apostolic anointing that's on these two. I thank you for the wisdom that's on these two because you've done this before. You've done this before and God says you will do it again. I know you guys live in Brooklyn, but I just saw the Lord pulling together a community in Brooklyn. Wow. And it will, be, it will start with prayer. It will start with something as simple as you gathering people to pray. And I heard the Father say, stop thinking that you're small. Stop it. Stop it. He trusts you. And you're not small. And I saw him putting wings on both of your backs, and he's saying, I'm giving you the permission to soar. Because as you soar, those in this congregation that are meant to soar will also soar. That, as, that, that what he is releasing right now is the ability to soar. There's some of you in this place that you have been waiting 
you've been in this stagnant place. You've, you've done the faithful thing, but now you've kind of moved into a place of stagnation. I want you to stand to your feet if this is you. And God said that right now, he's removing the stagnation. He's removing the cement blocks. So the first thing I want you to do is I want you to send your hands towards Bill and Tammy. Because guess what? We get, when we honor, that's one of the ways that we move out of stagnation. When we honor what God is doing on our leaders, it sets us up for promotion. And Sal and Juliana, you guys are included in this. Because you're going too. Because you're going too. Oh, you're not left behind. That's never going to happen. When God put this together, he did it on purpose. He meant to marry the apostolic and the prophetic. They meant to have been riding together. So I want you to extend your hands towards the leader and say, we bless you in the name of Jesus. We honor you in the name of Jesus. We say yes and amen to the destiny and the call that is upon your life. Where's Colton? We say yes and amen to the destiny and the call that's on your life. Colton, um, you should be up here too. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, right now, where's your family? Yep. Where's the leadership team of J-Hop and Life Center? You guys need to come because it's time. It's time for us to send you. It's time for us to send you. We want to send ourselves, but God wants to send you. Ha! More. Yep, it's time for it to birth. If you're a part of the leadership team of J-Hop, I want you to be up here. Because it's time for us to send you. We're not sending you out broke either. That's, that's a mess. We don't do that. It's time for us to send you. Even as when I was in this house, I remember I was like, Tammy, yeah, I'm supposed to go to France. Am I okay? Is this crazy? And Tammy said, okay, we're going to pray to make sure ain't nothing crazy going on with your life. <laughs> and then the next week she goes, uh, I'm thinking like, okay, maybe I'm not supposed to go. And then she goes, okay, so you're still going? We're going to release you this week. I'm like, what? <laughs> what you doing? Even as you sent me out, with blessing and with grace, we send you out. We send you out. See, we're duplicating family. God is interested in raising up those who want to do family. Hey! He's interested in raising up those who want to do family. They don't want to just do ministry because that's not why you signed up for this. You were like, what? Who, who going to do a, a J-hop in New York City? Uh, okay. He's saying, I'm releasing you out as a family, that you're going together, that the spirit of promotion, that the season of promotion that is upon this house, ha, huh, and it's going to trickle down to all of those who have been waiting to be promoted. And right now I prophesy over this leadership team that you will duplicate the family that you've created in this place and other places. That you're going out as an apostolic team. That God is going to use an apostolic and prophetic team that God is going to use in the nations. And Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the spirit of promotion. We just, that song, level up. It's time. It's time to level up. Hey, it's time to level up. Hey, it's time to level up. It's time to level up. It's time to level up. Don't you dare be afraid that it doesn't look like what it looks like for other people. You're like, God, but, but when you did it at Bethel, it looked like this. And when you did it there, no, 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 no. He desires to duplicate what he's done in you in this place. Through the birthing of family, through the birthing of connection. Everybody thinks he wants to birth something perfect, but he really wants to just keep birthing families. He really just wants to keep releasing families. He doesn't care that they're not perfect. Sometimes we get our wires crossed. We're like, we need to have it all perfect. God's like, yeah, I'm just one. I'm about that family life. God's like, I'm about that family life. 
I'll release a family before I release perfection. Because family is actually my representation of perfection. So we release the power right now. Just keep your hands stretched towards them. We say yes and amen to this family. We say yes and amen to this family. We say yes and amen to this family right here. We shake off the dust from the past seasons, from the past mistakes, from the past imperfections, and we say yes and amen to this family. Being released into the nations as prophets and as apostles in the name of Jesus. Thank you for what you carry, and thank you for how you carry it. And thank you that you didn't give up when you could have, because you knew there was a moment that you could have chosen to close the doors, and you did not. And because you didn't, people like me get launched all over the world. Movements will get birthed because you said yes, because you laid down what was easy and convenient and nice. And what would have made you even popular with some people to just keep saying yes to this place? jobs, family, you have paid the price and Papa's honoring it with promotion. And we say yes to birthing it. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're in this place and you've been feeling stagnant, I want you to stay standing. Because the stagnation is over. Like, we're done with this thing where we just don't do the thing God told us to do when he told us to do it. Yeah, that's over. We're, we're done with that. Okay? So if that's you, we're breaking that today. See, the spirit of promotion doesn't just come to give us a new job. It comes to break us into a new level. And right now, God is opening up a realm of a new level. He's breaking open a new level that you have access to. Now, you've already honored your foundation, right? Your leadership is your foundation. They're going to help you get to that next place. And now the stagnation can be broken because the, the, the honor in the room is increased. So are you ready? Are you ready to move? Are you ready to shift? Are you ready? Are you really ready? See, I've learned. I don't ask for things before I know. I'm like, I'm, I don't know if I'm ready. God's like, I don't care. <laughs> he just kicks me into things. It's okay. I love him. He can do it. Okay. It's time for you to step over, because some of you are still in 2019. You're very much living like you're still in 2019. And God's like, 2019's done. 2019's done, baby. It's done. It's over with. Let it go. I know there was disappointments. I know there were things that didn't happen the way you wanted them to happen in 2019, but 2019 is done. And it's time for you to step over. So if you're up and you're in the aisle or you're somewhere, I want you to step into the aisle because we're going to step forward into 2020. We're not doing this thing where we hold back from God anymore. Hey. His mercy is new every morning. It's time for us to take the step forward. So we're going to do a prophetic act. Hey, Shaba. I felt fire on my feet this morning. And I was like, oh, it's the crossing over. It's the stepping over into a new season, into a new dispensation. It's time for us to move into 2020. We're not performing to get there either. We're just stepping in. It's as simple as a step. So right now, as a prophetic act, I want us, on the, I'm gonna, on the count of three, we're going to take a step. Huh? And when we take that step, depression is going to be broken. Some of you are going to get healed. When you take that step, the thing that has been keeping, the confusion that's been on your life, the fear that's been in your life is going to break. Because 2020 started something new. See, I don't believe in just times and seasons. I believe in God's times and seasons. 
And we're about to step over. Are you ready? Are you ready to cross over? In, in the old uh, black churches, they used to say, we have a crossing over service. It's when we crossed over from 2019 to 2020. I know it feels a little bit late, but we're going to have a crossing over service. Are you ready? We're going to be Pentecostal today. Okay. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. You ready? So, Father, we shake off the dust of 2019. We shake off all the fear and the disappointment we, we shake off the attacks of Jezebel that came against us in 2019. We shake that right off. She thought she was doing something. But you know what, God? We shake it off because we're stepping into our 2020 clean. We're sons and daughters, and we're stepping into our 2020 holy. We're stepping into our 2020 made new. We're stepping into our 2020 with prophetic revelation, with wisdom, with insight. We're stepping in. We're crossing over. For some of you, this is the Jordan. And the sea is parted before you and you've been like, God, is it okay for me to step through? And God's saying, today you're crossing over, beloved. Let's go. So together, on the count of three, hey, Father, we step, we cross in the name of Jesus. We leave the past behind and we step forward together as a body in the name of Jesus. One, two, three, step. Hey! Wow. 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 Some of you need to take another step. Some of you need to take another step. Just keep stepping till it's gone.